The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, career mobility is something that has been transformed over recent decades. Uh, people used to have a job for life, whether it was in the civil or public service or whatever, and look forward to a pension. Now, uh, mobility from job to job and even from career to career is 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 very very common. And of course. Um, A new year, new opportunity. Who better to give us advice on how to go about this if you're not happy in your job is Managing Director of the HR Suite, Caroline Reedy. Good morning, Caroline, and a happy new year to you. Many happy returns, Ivan. Okay, how should people go about a career change? I think a lot of people now have a huge amount of skills built up, Ivan. So whether you've worked in the bank, You've worked in an administrative job. You've worked in a customer-facing job. We've seen that a huge amount of those skills are very transferable into other types of industries. And employers more and more now are recruiting based on attitude and aptitude and transferable skills rather than the typical, well, if you haven't worked in that industry, you don't have enough experience for the job. So there's lots of factors driving all of this, many things like skill shortages, things like people are working longer and many people have a number of different careers within their lifetime now and also the whole concept of transferable skills. And I think that's a really positive um, drive and for a lot of people they're really embracing it and looking at new and different ways of approaching the next phase of their career. And is all of this because there's, you know, the live register is 4.6%. Effectively, we have full employment. Uh, has, has that meant it's basically a job seekers rather than an employer's labour market? Without doubt, we've seen changes, for example, in the work permits legislation. We see now encouragement to encourage people to work longer, linked to pension legislation and obviously retirement um, legislation as well. So there's lots of those factors, but also I think work-life balance and flexibility and drivers for people in terms of personal action and wanting to have a more fulfilling career and a more fulfilling job are also and factors because as I say people might have seen for example a job in bank as a job for life now people are seeing okay well actually there's probably other things I can do and there's lots of brilliant courses that you can do now by night you can do part-time working and maybe test and try a new career or a new job you know there's lots of different opportunities available to people and January is a fantastic time of year because there's lots of new courses going to be starting around now again to fulfil the fact that lots of people People in January are very motivated to say, well, I've always wanted to do that career or I've always wanted to test it. And the other thing we're seeing are now going down the self-employed route as well, which they might, for example, have had a hobby and now they're turning that hobby into an actual career because they are actually getting a lot more joy and fulfilment from than the days they might have had previously. For the individual... What are the telltale signs that you need to have a chat with yourself about in terms of do I need to change what I'm doing? Some people, you know, are very happy with the familiarity, the the routine. Other people, you know, are conflicted with um, dreading going back to the same old, same old. What would you advise people, you know, in terms of whether, 
because, you know, some people are risk averse and some people have an appetite to, to make a new venture, which mightn't work out. I mean, what, what would you advise people in terms of switching careers? I think two elements to consider. First of all, you know, as we're going all back to work now in the coming days, if people aren't already back, there's an element of, first of all, maybe it's the company you don't like and the culture of that company isn't the right for you. And that's one challenge that can be addressed by looking for a different company because, as you rightly said, it's an employee's market right now. And second of all, then, if it's the actual job that you feel is not giving you any fulfilment, then obviously it's a career review that you need. And if you're considering that and don't have any idea of what you'd like to do, there's really good occupational personality assessments, for example, you know, opportunities to assess, OK, what are your natural core abilities and core skills and finding a job that matches those. And I think those kind of reviews and taking time out for, for you to do something like that is really opportune. Because as we said, for a lot of people now, their work life is a lot longer so you might as well be doing something that you get joy from and it, it's a natural fit for your personality. And the old adage then that you'll never work a day in your life becomes part of that because for a lot of people, there's other factors as well. They might, for example, want better flexibility. They might want a better work-life balance and they're the drivers to help them reassess, okay, what careers might be in a position to give me that. A lot of people now want to work remotely, for example, and maybe the career they're in doesn't give them that opportunity. So there's lots of drivers for people. But the one major thing is if we don't actually do something about it, it always will be an intention or a wish or a desire rather than something that you can actually get the wheels in motion and put into practice. In terms of working from home, what is the new normal? Uh, I understand this is fantastic for employees, less commuting, more times for hobbies, Monday and Friday at home, uh, all that good stuff. But I hear employers saying this isn't working out well for them and they're slowly trying to get a, a drift back to a much greater presence in the office. Where, where is the middle ground here at the moment? Where is the consensus? I think um, a few key drivers, Ivan, are influencing it. One is the labour market is definitely driving the fact that if an organisation was to say you need to come back into the office full time, they will lose a lot of good people because there's other employers out there who are giving that flexibility to match the job. And the other key thing is we have legislation that's coming. We're just waiting for the code of practice for the right to request remote working. So it will be, it'll have a statutory footing for people to be able to start asking for it. But I suppose ultimately at the end of the day, the employment relationship is based on trust. So we have to trust that people are working when they're not physically there because ultimately we've seen that the productivity of people working from home is definitely matching those working with the office. Once there's good guidelines and structures and policies and again there's clarity on expectation from both parties. So I think we're going to land at a hybrid model. I think for new people without doubt we're seeing that there's a definite focus on for them to get more of the networking opportunities, the sitting by Nelly, the informal conversations, etc. There's an advantage for new people, new graduates, new people starting out. But I think for, in general, hybrid is where we're going to land. And if, if someone is looking for a change, as opposed to just responding to adverts, would you recommend they go to an agency or an agent who would kind of uh, tout for them? 
Yeah, I think recruitment agencies have a purpose, but I also think, I suppose, taking the initiative for people themselves, if, for example, you spot an opportunity that you really want, I suppose things like doing, for example, a course or things like, you know, doing work experience, etc., does definitely give you that edge and sets you apart from somebody who just has a desire to change from one career to another. But again, that recruitment change is, is very significant, where obviously there's certain jobs you need a level of you know, experience or you need a qualification. But an awful lot more employers, because of the tight labour market, are saying, look, once you have these competencies, and we're seeing a lot more competency-driven interviews and competency-based aptitude tests as well, and once you have that level of competence, they're happy to bring you in and train you up within specific types of roles. So a great opportunity to do some research. Companies are very open to giving information and helping you see how you might get into this career um, because of the shortage of labour, particularly as a big driver. So I think it's a great opportunity for anybody. If they want to make the change, they can do that. And as I say, think about that self-employment opportunity as well. For okay. many people, it's a bit daunting, but it's definitely uh, an option too. OK, finally, I, I've a couple of texts here which are fascinating. Um, two are almost identical. Liam says, I'm a male with 40 years plus uh, in my job. I'd like a change, but I don't have any qualifications except for first aid and health and safety, both VTAC level 8. I have a lot of experience in clubs, on committees, and some with Tusla via foster care courses. I have good people skills and strong communication skills. Have I any options? Would like to work dealing with people. And a very similar one, I'm turning 40, hate my job, but I have a family and don't know how to go about changing. I feel stuck. I don't have a college education, but lots of soft skills through my career. So what would advice, I mean, it sounds almost like a kind of midlife crisis there. What what, what would you advise? I would say it's a, it's a bit more case of you want this chapter to be more fulfilling than the last. And I think that's a really positive place to be if you now do something about it. And obviously for people, you need to earn a certain amount of an income because your lifestyle is matching that. There's lots of jobs potentially out there that might suit that. I was talking to somebody recently and they've changed careers from working in a factory and now they drive a school bus and they were telling me the level of satisfaction they get from doing that. And again, it's it's comparable in terms of the wages, etc. But the person had always done that job for years and the change was wanting. So I think it's back to everybody to kind of do the research now to say, right, what types of careers are potential for me to do? And maybe I might need to do a small course. Maybe I need to get experience, etc. But in doing so, you've got that opportunity to, you know, make the change you want to see. So I think both those um, listeners have really transferable skills and they've got a great opportunity to do something with them. And you're saying, and go, again, go for it, go for it. Okay, go for it. okay. and the other, the other one, which is not new, uh, a, a lengthy text from someone speaking about the low, large cohort of older women who could and maybe should rejoin the workforce. So they've they've reared their kids, the kids are in full-time education, but they face a number of roadblocks. Um, in terms of uh, courses, UCCs, rejuvenate programmes, um, are employers doing enough, because the UK employers seem to be doing more, about reaching out to these returners and returnships? Um, like, obviously, you know, the labour force needs these skills, needs these people. Um, what, what, what would you say is enough being done? 
I think we've definitely done an awful lot more. And it's not just that core. It's any worker within the uh, possibility of workers. Everybody who might want to get back in work. I think the increase in part-time work, increase in flexibility, increase in remote work. We have another situation going to be enacted anytime soon, which is the right to request flexible working if you're a parent or you're a care. All these types of initiatives are very much designed to encourage and to support people to get the flexibility that they need. And that flexibility, I suppose, is going to drive their ability to get back into the workforce. So I think it's explore the opportunities. I think you'll find that employers are a lot more open to it simply because they can see the huge value that all these cohort of workers are bringing. Because let's be honest, all those transferable skills are exactly what you need when you're dealing with people or, you know, you're working in customer service type environments or doing administrative or quality type jobs, etc. The list is endless. All right, Caroline Reedy, Managing Director of the HR Suite, all the savvy advice in relation to how to go about a career change, a return to work, and so on. Thank you for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.